my gosh. Good, good talks. What's up? It's been a hot minute since I've done an intro because the season has been way easier not to do intros. Intros take forever for me to edit and I'll do all those things because I get really particular about them, which you wouldn't think that I do because of the way half of them sound any who. But I don't know if anybody noticed, but Good Good Talks took a little hiatus, took a little break for the last four weeks, pretty much the whole month of December. And it wasn't on purpose, but it was a much needed break that ended up, I think two weeks ago before Christmas, I was like, this is going to be good. I want to end season four unapologetically blank with my roommate, Lindsay, and our last conversation and interview with that. And then actually next week, it's a flipped interview where Molly is interviewing me, but that's next week. That's the ending. That's the last, the last episode for unapologetically blank and for season four. But for this episode, this episode is all Lindsay. And I'm so stoked for you guys to hear at least like a little bit of her story, a little part of her story. And, um, just to get a little glimpse of us as friends and as roommates, But what I wanted to pop on and say really fast was that she, the title of this is Unapologetically Lindsay. And I know not all of you guys are Lindsay. Like you can't all line up and say, yeah, I know exactly what, like I can align with that. I know what that means. I can put that into action. And I'm all about an action plan for you guys. And so Lindsay's thing is she's unapologetically Lindsay, but she gives five things that she is unapologetic for. And it's more like her personality and who she is. And it was something we just kind of did on a whim. And I really want you guys to sit and do that. And I think it's perfect for this new year to be able to be like, okay, I'm unapologetically this. I'm unapologetically that. I'll give you one that Lynn says right at the get-go is that she's bold. And we dig into that. And we dig into every single one that she says. And actually one of them, I am like, I think that you're this. And so sit with some friends, sit with some people that you love and adore and be like, Hey, like, what am I unapologetically? I don't know. I think it's just a cool conversation. You can have journal about it, talk with your counselor about it, whatever it is, be your people. So let's just dive into Lindsay and I's conversation because it's too good. And it's our last episode of season four, Unapologetically Blank. Let's go. So, um. Welcome to Good Good Talks, Linz. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. I'm excited to have you here. And um, so those of you that have just now started tuning in, <laughs> then you don't know who Linz is, but most of you should. She's my roommate here in St. Clemente. We've lived together almost a year, starting in January. Yeah, that's crazy. That crazy? Yeah. Um, we didn't plan to live together. It wasn't either of our choices. Like, not in like a negative way. It just, I started subleasing for a friend that she was rooming with before. And we hit it off and have walked a lot of seasons of life together just within a year, which is insane. Yeah. And in some ways it actually feels longer. Yeah. Just because we walk so much together. Yeah. But also, it's also flown by. Yeah. Like, so it's... <laughs> Lindsay and I also laugh all the time together, so I'm just stoked and hoping that, like, hopefully you guys won't feel so out of the loop and, like, you'll be in on it a little bit, you know? But um, I'm going to have Lindsay introduce herself. You can tell me anything you want about yourself, like what you do, what, like, what are some dreams like. I'm going to move this chair. 
So something in the wall. So that it does not look like this is not a scary story. Yeah. We don't need like, like the creaking sound effects. Yeah. Um, also, there's a podcast that I've listened to. I'm getting hot and low sweaty. So take my jacket off. Um, that they have like little sound effects, and I want to get that. Just like a soundboard? Yeah. That's what Chris has. Yeah. Crystalia. Chris, Crystalia, everybody. Yeah, I'm. I'm a big fan. We're both big fans. Yeah, yeah. We really shout out to Chris. Okay, so um, back at this, Linz, who are you? Tell me something about you. Okay, hi guys. I don't have to yell. Look at that. (laughs) Also, um, as you'll get to know, I'm definitely a bold person. So um, yes, hence the yelling into the mic. Mm -hmm. Um, It's okay. Okay, so I'm Lindsay. I'm 31 years old. Come on. I am an Orange County native. Yep. And. Stephanie is my hype, my hype man. <laughs> um, I currently work in a facility that helps people to recover from drugs and alcohol, and it's a dual diagnostic place, so it also helps with the other underlying components that go with that, like food issues, family issues, so on and so forth. Um, I've always had a heart to help people, and I've kind of walked my own walk with finding myself and anxiety and using things like food and other things, substances, to numb. Mm-hmm. So um, that's kind of where I'm currently at, and I absolutely love it. I absolutely love walking the hard walk with people and then seeing them come out and kind of become who I feel they were always meant to be. Mm-hmm. So and that's I, a little bit about me. And I think that I've gotten to have a special place in watching you get to where you are because you you knew you wanted to be in this job and be in this like area, but it's been this position that I think has like really, even, even though that doesn't mean it's not hard, doesn't mean that you don't come home and you're like exhausted. It just means you've finally found a place that like has the community and the coworkers that you work really well with, but then also you're able to do what you knew you wanted to do. And I think it's giving you that space to like venture out and figure out where you want to be and what you want to do. Absolutely, yeah. And also, like Steph, when we first started living together, I was walking through some of my stuff. Like, I had thought that I had already walked through so so much stuff, having been 31 and processed a lot of stuff when I was younger. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, like, as you can attest to, um, I started going through some stuff. And, like, we both talked about this. I didn't even realize how down I was Mm -hmm. when we first started living together. Mm -hmm. And then the biggest compliment you gave me a couple months ago was, like, you are so on another level, but, like, (laughs) in the best way. Mm -hmm. Like, you're back to the lens that I knew, but also didn't know. Yeah. You know, like, I knew was underneath all of it. Yeah, yeah. And we had even gone out to coffee, I don't know, what would you say, like, a month before then or something? Yeah. Pete's Coffee? yeah. And I was like, I just want you to know that, like, this isn't me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know how to explain it. But mm-hmm. I was just like, like, I feel suppressed mm-hmm. right now. And, like, I just feel, like, I miss laughing all mm-hmm. the time. And I'm just in my room when I'm not at work. But then, anyway. No, so. and I think you have, us having that conversation helped me understand. Because I knew something was missing, but I also, I didn't know you well enough to be like, hey, Linz, like, let's get you out of the junk. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like, let's get you to the other side. Um, and I think you telling me that made me realize even more. She knows. Like, she knows mm-hmm. she's not at the place. This isn't something that I need to be like, intervention time, let me tell right, you. Know? Right, right. And I think that's part of this whole thing is like, I have always been really self-aware and I've always been really strong. 
And the biggest thing I've learned about myself, even this last six months, I'll say, is that I always thought to be like a bold warrior, badass woman Mm -hmm. meant to like also not cry and not to be sensitive. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm two extremes. Like, I think I've always been sensitive and like a deep feeler, but I think that I'm also really strong and I think that I'm two extremes. Yeah. Like, and I'm realizing that you don't have to be, you don't have to be strong all the time. And also to be weak doesn't mean you're not really like even extremely strong too. Yeah, totally. If that makes sense. Yes, it does. So all to say, Lindsay (laughs) is a strong badass who can like... Cry some bitch tears. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that's the intro of for Lindsay. Literally, that was six minutes of us. So, Lindsay, tell me about yourself. Well, let me just dive right in. I don't know any other way to do it. No, it was perfect. It's perfect. So, you guys just got a little sense of what today's episode is going to be about. Just like her and I going back and forth. Um... And you won't get so, like, I feel like that was not, like, I feel like we're going to have to be like, a little, like, reverse, you know, like, rewind, because we touched on a lot of things that are going to come through this conversation. Yeah, like, Lindsay's stories sometimes are not short, so, like, Stephanie's going to really teach me. She's going to train me. Yeah, there's been many times that she'll be telling a story, and I'm like, I I don't know where this is going. (laughs) Can we just cut to the chase? Um, So, that's Lindsay. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we want to give you guys a picture of what, how we're sitting, where we're sitting, why there's a creaking and cracking of the seat. We're taking a video as well. Hello, Instagram, live. I mean, TV. It's not live. Um, this is our little kitchen table. <clears throat> it's technically a porch, like, or what's it called? Patio. Patio furniture. Mm-hmm. It's not meant to have like lunch dinner breakfast on it like it's meant to have just a coffee like a kitchen like a kitchen table yes it's not a kitchen it, all to say it's not a kitchen table yeah yeah but this place has hold so held so many great conversations whether it's like spiritual time of just like spiritual time that sounds so weird time with the lord either between me and the lord Lindsay and the lord and i just feel or like both of us have had quiet times here together in the mornings even just like praying over different things and um, we walked through like everything though. Yeah. Like you've cried over things. I've cried over things. Yeah. We've talked about family stuff, guy stuff, like just like literally everything, everything. And even if one of us isn't sitting at the, or one of us will be sitting at the table and that's mostly you and I'll be walking around the kitchen. <laughs> um, sometimes I have so much energy that I'm like jumping around or like I'm screaming because I'm mad. There's those things as well. But there's also, like, the moments where I'm carrying groceries in and, like, dropping them. Yeah. <laughs> or just you picking up chips that you're dropping, mm-hmm. dropping them. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many things that have happened in this space. Um, so all to say, my Legos that are helping me uh, keep my hands busy during this time. Um, just dropped one, sorry. All to say, the, the sound quality in here is not the best. And I know that, like I'm okay, but, like, but I'm okay with that because the conversations that we have at this table are so life giving that it's like I almost want to record all of my stuff here now mm-hmm. because I'm saying this. Yeah, like it's that good, hundred percent. So I'm glad we're on the same page in that one. And it's like also very calming. 
Yes, this this area is very calming. Yeah. However, when you turn this upper headlight on. <laughs> yeah, like, except for when we have this light on right above us, because all of a sudden, you go from very calming and peaceful with the candles, and you got everything, and then all of a sudden, it's like, zing, and you're like, are we, are we performing a surgery? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel like I'm in a crime lab. Yeah. It's like, zing, and you can see all the details. And we don't need those details sometimes. So, I just wanted to give you guys a little... Setup of that. That's where we're at. That's where this creaking is coming from. She's sitting on a different chair. That's why there's no creaking coming from her. Yeah. Mine's a creaker. Hers is not a creaker. So, lens. Yes. The first question that we usually start this out with is, what does living unapologetically look like for you? Like, what does living completely not sorry for who you are look like? Okay, so for me, it looks like falling down but getting back up. As cliche as that sounds, though, because for me, growing up, and <laughs> dude, I, I got a good train of thought. <laughs> because I literally fall down all the time because I'm so clumsy, and that's why Stephanie's laughing right now. I literally, you guys, before we started this podcast, without going on a tangent, but I fell coming up our stairs to our apartment. She hears me go, oh, sh- boom, ding, bang, boom. Because I slipped on my slipper. Ding, bang, something Ding, bang, ow. Yeah, something definitely wong. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So. So, so you guys, I know it's super cliche. Many books say it. People talk about it all the time. Oh, if you fall down seven times, get back up eight. Whatever. In my family, in my family, I think that uh, getting down and falling back up, what that looks like to them, what that looks like to me are two different things. For me, what it looks like is... You have $5 left in your bank account, but you ration what food you have and you keep working hard at work and you don't let it get you down and you wait for your paycheck and then you ration that money Mm -hmm. um, without having to go back to your family and ask for money again. Or like you don't feel good, but you still go to work anyway. Or like you don't want to get up early and spend time with the Lord, but you do anyway. Mm -hmm. And... um, you know what? When you're depressed and you need to check in with your doctor and see if your meds need to get higher, you know, the the prescription needs to go up or down, you reevaluate. And just all the things that it takes as humans to um, continue to check in with ourselves and be honest with ourselves with what we need to be our best versions of ourselves. And um, like we always think we have to reach for something. And I think to be unapologetic is to, like, know that you haven't arrived wherever you think arriving is and just keep doing the work anyway. And not feel like not feel like you have to explain yourself to all the people around you that mm-hmm. you usually felt like you needed to explain yourself to. Mm-hmm. Because those are the people whose opinions hold weight with you. Mm-hmm. Like your friends... Well, mostly it's family for a lot of people. Yeah, and I think family for you too. Like, so you started... You started to say you and your families are different, and then you kind of went into how you see what it looks like to fall down but get back up. So that's your daily thing, is like unapologetically, literally not being sorry for the times and the facts in which you are failing. You are maybe failing from the outside looking in, and maybe that's what you're getting at of like how your family sees it differently, of like they could see it as failing, of... You not having enough money in this scenario or you having to up your dosage of your medicine, like 
or <clears throat> different things like that, you're saying your daily thing is that's how you live is being able to say, you know what, I freaking screwed up or you know what, like this sucked, but I'm going to keep going. But you're saying that outlook is different than your family's outlook. So I kind of want you to like circle back around and like close that circle because you started it and then you didn't. Mm-hmm. That sense. Yeah, totally. Um, I'm just so different from them. Like, and I don't even mean like the off chance that somebody hears this or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not even a negative thing to say that I'm trying to bash them in this process of talking about this. It's just my journey and my walk. I feel in my, just in my opinion, is very different. And I'm kind of the black sheep in the sense of like, like I drive a car that has had a dent in the back of it and like needs an oil change and Mm -hmm. has for a while. And, like, nobody else in my family lets things kind of ride out that long. But to me, like, it's so unimportant. Mm -hmm. After a while, yes. For safety reasons, like, I need new tires. Absolutely. But, like, the appearance of it, what the Mm -hmm. world around me thinks of it, Mm -hmm. like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. And I think you, you unapologetically say and are able to recognize that your family, and, I mean, but it's also just, like, Orange County, California in general. Absolutely. Your family is going after that American dream and saying that money, cars, and... Yeah, just like appearance, maybe? Appearance. Yeah. Yeah, so like how they are pursuing that. And that's something that you aren't pursuing. But in the last year or two, it's been you having to step out and realize like that that's not what you want. Yeah. And living unapologetically in that way. Absolutely. And I think it'd be, I think it would be a lie for me to, to sit here on my high horse and say that appearance is not important to me. I think it's a daily struggle because as you know, Steph, walking this intimate walk with me of like living with me every day and like all the things we talk about, body image is a huge issue for me. Mm -hmm. I focus and fixate on how I look in my clothes and how I feel all the time. And like a lot of like a big weight gain and big weight loss and gain and loss and gain and loss is a huge part of my story. Mm-hmm. So for me to stand here and say that, oh, these people in my family or these people in Orange County are appearance-based and I'm so not is such a <clears throat> lie and so yeah. not fair. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you know what? I don't care if I have a, tur- a purse from Target or Walmart. And like, mm-hmm. I have a handful of clothes from Salvation Army and I wear them all the time now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. pants because I'm fluctuating in size mm-hmm. all the time lately. And like it, that stuff used to like, it's embarrassing to say now, but that stuff used to make me look down on other people because mm-hmm. I was raised in a way that it was like gross, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, and it makes me sad to say because mm-hmm. I am that person now and I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like I have an aunt that used to always say, where did you get this from or that from? And I used to, my standard answer, I remember at like 12 was just to be like Nordstrom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was a lie. Yeah. But because I couldn't live up to what I felt like my cousins always had, I, I lived a lie for a while mm-hmm. just because like, I didn't feel good enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like now I'm so over that and it's so freeing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, I don't want anybody to get a kind of like bad taste in their mouth towards your family or towards you and the way you talk yeah, about your family. Yeah, that's not my intention Because that's all. not... No. Yeah. Not at all. And I think it's not even our intention to say everybody in California is this way. Here's the thing is we all struggle with wanting that appearance or wanting that money or wanting those cars. Like, we all have these things, this mm-hmm. American dream that we're going for. And I think as believers, it's just that daily walk of like, but 
does that stuff actually matter? And that's where we're coming at is not right. saying those people don't matter. What, how they see life doesn't matter. We just don't, we're going to disagree, agree to disagree. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And so full circle, you are living that way because it's something that you've had to like walk through and learn. And now you just like, don't really care. Yeah. Just like, just all to say there's so many things now that I don't feel enslaved by, Mm -hmm. um, anymore. And I had to really remove myself from a lot of people, places, and things Mm -hmm. to find myself. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that puts like a fine point on it, but, um, It doesn't really need to be. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the reason I start with that question is because then it like bleeds into, bleeds is such a weird word, feeds into, (laughs) files into. Yeah goes into the whole next thing of so you're unapologetically what yeah so originally can i say what i originally was thinking okay so originally when when steph was telling me about this podcast idea and sent me these questions i was thinking that i would be unapologetically bold i was like okay unapologetically bold but then i decided to change it to unapologetically Lindsay Mm -hmm. because because I just think that that's more right. that's just right. Yeah. And it's funny because that's what came to me. And I didn't tell Stephanie. And then she was like, hey, what if we just do unapologetically Lindsay? And I was like, okay, done. So I think this is what just came to mind. There's been two other people that have done something similar to this. Of unapologetically myself. Unapologetically who I am. And very similar to unapologetically then insert your name. But I think <clears throat> through this series i've wanted it to be something that people can connect with and obviously people can't connect with unapologetically they can but get following me okay they're not like oh yeah i'm unapologetically Lindsay too (laughs) you know or like the other ones of like i unapologetically don't know what i'm doing with my life oh yeah me too like they can feel that but for this they're not and that the what i want to pull into and what i want this conversation to be about is like okay so I think all of us need to be able to write down five things that we are ourselves in, in that I'm unapologetically this, 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 and this, because it makes me who I am. So I want you to try to think of those things. So bold can be one of those and Mm. like, kind of like dive into that a little bit because then I'm just all about being able to give listeners a way to dive in themselves. Absolutely. I love that because even though we're calling it unapologetically Lindsay, it's not about me. Like Mm -hmm. obvious, if it was about me, we wouldn't have this mic on and we would just be having one of our conversations that we always have at this table. Exactly. But because it's, it's not about us. Yeah. Like we're talking about my story, but it's to give back to the other people listening. Mm -hmm. Um, no, I think that's a great exercise. So are you, you said you wanted me to list five things that I am unapologetically. Yeah. Like, Like, so bold is one of them. Let's start with that bold. So what do you mean? By that, when okay. you bold. Yeah, so thank you for giving me the opportunity, because I wanted to elaborate on that. Yeah. So the reason I chose not to go with unapologetically bold here is because I spent some quiet time driving home when Steph and I were going to set this up here today, and I thought, that's a lie, though, because mm-hmm. here's the deal. I am bold, but sometimes I'm, I am, I'm apologetic. Yeah. I'm not always unapologetically bold. Sometimes I'm apologetic because here's the deal. Sometimes my boldness hurts people, even if I don't mean it to Mm -hmm. the way I, the way the delivery of something is, Mm -hmm. 
or, you know, I pull an impulsive move and then I feel bad Mm -hmm. and then I need to make amends. And I think that's what I was so, I remember talking with Molly about this. I didn't want the unapologetic series to come across as like, well, I can just do this because, and not be sorry for it. For that, mm-hmm. So I think for that with you saying, I could just be whatever I want. I could be bold and I can yell mm-hmm. at people and like be this or that and not give a crap. Like, no, that's not what I'm saying. I think you mm-hmm. already kind of found that. Of like, no, that's not, that's not what we're saying here. No, because, because there's absolutely, exactly. There's absolutely times where I've been bold and had to apologize. Mm-hmm. And like, there's a part of my personality that's been bold since I was a child an innocent child who obviously didn't mean to hurt somebody by being bold, Mm -hmm. but just like, that's part of myself I've learned to embrace. And if it annoys people, then okay, then maybe they're not people I hang out with 24 seven, you know, or whatever. Yeah. But, or I learned to turn off, to turn off their judgment of me just because I'm not necessarily their person too. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. I'm not going to be everyone's person. Mm -hmm. So for, you know, for point number one, that's what I would say about bold. Yeah. And I totally, I totally agree. I think that, and I think bold encompasses other things about you though, too. That I'm <laughs> sure you're going to go into, but like. Okay. You, what do you, so you want to say one? I'm curious what's on your mind. I think, I think with Linz, I, so one of the things, <clears throat> so the last month or so, I don't even know if this was in my chip chat that came out actually today. Um, Did you say chip chat? Chip chat. Okay. So. Not to go on another whole thing. But. Chip chats are my, so I give my interviews, right? Mm-hmm. Every other week is an interview. Every other week in between those weeks is a chip chat, meaning just like a chat that I just give just myself talking to the mic. I love that. Did you ever used to see that old um, website called Jib Jab? No. Jib Jab. J-I-B-J-A-B. And it was like, it was like the South Park of... Mm-hmm. Like, they would make fun of things, like uh-huh. presidential things, and oh. it was like, jib, jib. No. Moving Never on. Heard of it. So, that's where I just, like, take the time to kind of verbally process and kind of give something of... Because my interviews are more about the people I'm interviewing, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so, the chip chats are kind of, like, my time to process, I feel like. So, all to say, I don't know if I said this in the last one. If I did, I apologize. But the last month has been a very interesting month, to say the least. Um, and a lot of it stems from the fact that I, I think I did say this, that I was off my medic, my anti-depressant mm-hmm. medication. So with that being said, Lindsay and I have had a lot of conversations because I've needed to have to have more conversations in order to get the lies and the things out of my head and just fill it with truth. And so I think one thing that can come across as other people to other people that you do, that could be that they don't understand because it's Lindsay is you are so unapologetically, um, caring and just like you dive into people and their things. So you always ask me how I'm doing. You always ask me like what I'm, if I need to process something, what and like, and I think that can come across as some people like that's too much when really like I have come to see like, no, the Lord's using it so much in this because I am not going to, it's been hard for me to be like, Hey, I need to talk about this. Like, but you will open it up without me even saying anything. You know what I mean? Because that's naturally you. And I think you do, you don't even notice it. You don't even <laughs> notice that you do it. Like no unapologetically, you have no idea. Really? That you, you are always, 
you are always asking questions and wanting to dive in and like always curious in that way. And I think it can, I can be honest, like sometimes it can be hard of like, if I don't want to dive into things, but like this season I've needed to, and I didn't know that I needed to. That is crazy. Cause my dad gave me curious George stuffed animal when I was four and he would always read me curious George books. And like, I was yeah, always, curious George. Yeah, magnets. magnets on our and like, fridge. I was always told I was curious. Mm-hmm. He has a child, and my dad said he was always that way. And my dad's girlfriend, slash, she's basically my stepmom, slash, they've been together for 24 years, slash, we don't have to go into that one, <laughs> slash. Well, yep. Um, <laughs> she used, she would get, she would shame me so much for that because mm. she would be like, like, for example, we would be in like Washington, D.C. on a family trip. Yeah. And I'd be like, hey, dad. How come, and I'm young, you know, and I'd be like, how come that building way high up in the sky has um, windows in it? I, you know, whatever. Like, it was, the whole building had no windows, but at the very tip top, there was windows, okay? okay? So I'd be like, how come that building has windows, but only all the way at the top? And she'd be like, you know what? We've never been here, Lindsay. We don't know. Mm-hmm. And I'd get shamed for it. Just, like, shut it down. Yeah. But, um, so that's funny. That's funny you pick up on that. Mm. I think it's something that you're, not everybody offers and not everybody brings to relationships so I think it's just me like a time saying thank you for that but also I love that that's part of your boldness in a yeah way. thank you but also at times like shut the no <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but at other times like, like but, stop. It's, but it's hard because I am someone that I do need my introvert time mm. I do like There are times when I don't want to talk. And I think we both have walked, like, what, like, this past week, you're like, I don't want to take anything in right now. Like, don't talk to me. Oh, 100%. So, we've already walked to that, like, ourselves. But, all right. What are Um, some other things that you're Cool, so let's just, so we have five. So, like, let's just already go with, we've got the bold and we've got the curious. Yeah. We just kind of wrapped the curious in, but that's perfect, because it's true. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, Okay, I'll say I'm unapologetically funny. Yeah. Not even trying to be cocky at all. I no. just think that as I've continued to kind of grow into myself, yeah. I've learned that A, I think I'm hilarious. Yeah. Like, I really do. Because yeah. I make myself laugh, guys, even when no one's around. Oh, absolutely. And I'm the same exact way. Yeah. So I think that's why we've really hit yeah. it off is because yeah. we actually laugh at each other's jokes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like... My cousin cracked me up when I lived with her. She said to me, she goes, Linz, I swear, do you just laugh at yourself when I'm not home? Like, do you legit, I just imagine you like walking around laughing at yourself. And I'm like, honestly, not, not wrong. Yeah. Like you're honestly not wrong. Honestly, you are correct. <laughs> like, and yes. here's, here's the thing I say to that is if I didn't think it was funny, I wouldn't say it. <laughs> So like, like how how am I gonna tell some, say something that I don't think is funny? Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah. You, so I like unapologetically funny. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just like owning it because you are. I need like Steph and I were talking about this. We both were saying how fun it is to live under the same roof with someone who equally finds humor like fun and <laughs> yeah. isn't like annoyed by it. Yeah. <laughs> and we can roll back and forth on the dumbest thing for like five minutes and yeah. still be belly laughing. Yeah. And we were both saying how, like, it's taught us that one day, whenever we find our relationships with men, we we need to have that mm-hmm. in some capacity. Like, mm-hmm. we need to be able to laugh with that person. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so we've got... Bold. Curious. Funny. Funny. Okay. You know, 
what just came to mind, and I would have used to, I would have said this was a weakness, mm. is unapologetically sensitive. Yep. Yep. And I think where that's going to serve for me more is when I'm a mama. Mm -hmm. And I've always wanted to be a mom. When I'm a mama. <laughs> the way it came out. Ba -ba -da -ba -ba. When I'm yeah, a mama. mama. Um, when I'm a mama. <laughs> I think yes. when that's going to serve me is when mm -hmm. I am a mom. A ma. Um, yeah, I think so too. Um, just because I, I, I definitely will be sensitive to like their needs and their emotions and da da da, da. Mm -hmm. And I think you, that's where like the honest conversation and communicating that we have, I think we're both sensitive people, but don't realize it at times. We're mm -hmm. like, we try to be strong and not give a crap when mm -hmm. really I'm like, you know what? No, like your kale trip chips really bothered me on the ground over there. Like, you know, things like being able to oh, be damn, like... Oh, damn, did I forget to clean those up? <laughs> you did, but it's okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Truth comes out. <laughs> but that doesn't, like, that. that's just little things of, like, I don't realize that I can hold on to things, and I don't know if you're the same way in that, but I think, like, we can almost be afraid of our sensitivity and our communicative honesty has allowed us to be like, you know what? I'm sensitive in this. Let's talk about it. Absolutely. Sorry about that. <laughs> I've got, so you know what's coming up? Mm. Unapologetically smart. Hmm. Cause I was, I always grew up thinking I was really dumb. Hmm. Kind of made to feel that way. Mm -hmm. Um, without going into a whole story, went through a lot when I was younger all throughout school, had other things that I was going through. Parents' divorce, in and out of doctor's appointments, in and out of psychiatrist appointments, put on medication, hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize until I really got into it in therapy and stuff just the last year even how much that affected me and my self-esteem. Mm -hmm. um, and I am smart, but mm -hmm. like I'm like, I don't mean book smart and I don't mean spelling smart and I don't mean math smart. I just mean like... I just like, like Smart. That, that confidence and like, you know what you're doing. You can trust yourself. You, yeah, you dude. are Lindsay. And like, I'm smart in conversation and I'm yeah. smart, like my discernment, mm -hmm. like, like I know what I want in a, in a marriage mm -hmm. and like, I know what I want my children's walk in life to be and like, what's acceptable and what's not acceptable, mm -hmm. you know? And like, I have intention in my days and mm -hmm. just like stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it's taken a lot of time for me to get there. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm going to tie this with a bow. Please do. <clears throat> because I feel like this is something that you may not even think about. But just within the last year of us living together, I would say Lindsay, the unapologetic Lindsay, which is all of those things, has unapologetically been learning and growing and crashing and getting back up and falling mm -hmm. down and getting back up and all of those things. Mm -hmm. And I think... It's been all of those moments, those seasons, those conversations, therapy things, whatever it mm -hmm. is, that have made you be able to say that you're unapologetically all of those things. Yeah. Is That's that beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And I think, I wish that people knew you and could know the stuff that you have walked through to know what I mean by that. And not necessarily, like, the depth of all of it, but I just think, I don't know. Like, we were talking about 
like like we've said, we are a couple. We have many conversations because we live together. <laughs> Over coffee and uh, quiet yes. time. Um, but one of the things that you said to me, and I actually think I said it to McKenna, like, hmm. within the last few days. Because it was a conversation we had on Friday and whatever. Anyway, so, um, is that both you and I feel very deeply... We, mm-hmm. we go both extremes of we are, can be so sad and honestly so depressed, mm-hmm. but then on the other side, we can be so on high, like so on fire, excited, happy, go lucky, awesome. <laughs> like we can feel both of those sides. And I think because of that, what you said too, is that we have chosen to take the hard walk and lean into things because we are able to feel it and know it and learn from it. It doesn't mean that no one, other people can't, but I just mean that's a huge part of your story is you being able to maybe unintentionally going deep and like getting really sad and depressed and getting to a point where that's like, feels like a breaking point and you don't feel like you're going to get back up, but then also being able to be here now and being able to, see like the growth and all of that. Like you're able to go from one side or the other and how that has given us, I don't know, it gives us the ability to be able to obviously feel more and learn more because we, we have that, but also makes seasons way more intense than maybe what they need to be mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. what other people That's true. need to be. But I agree with that. I think that sometimes, um, because I'll just speak for myself. You might relate. You might not. Yeah. Because I'm able to get so deep and like philosophical about things sometimes. Mm-hmm. I may perhaps take myself to such a deep place, which maybe even serves its purpose for journaling sometimes or mm-hmm. like getting certain things really out that are deep down. Yeah. But also I'm keeping myself sometimes in a d- deeper depression yeah. than I possibly need to. Totally. So I get what and I like, think, and I think for you, that that is more you. For me, mm-hmm. for me, I just have, I don't, I almost don't let myself sit as long mm. as I'm supposed to. Like what I'm walking through right now, this anxiety kind of feeling, like I am not allowing myself to sit in it and feel it and understand it because mm. I'm just like, I need to get through this. I need to be done with this. I'm already better than this. Like I've learned this. I've grown in this. Like I'm done with this. <laughs> yeah. Like, can we move on? Like, like just my personality of wanting this expectation and standard. I'm like, I'm not meeting it. I need to get there. Like what the heck? Mm-hmm. And I think we're almost opposites in that where yeah. you are like sit in it <laughs> too much. <laughs> and I'm like, let's go. Okay. Yeah. Let's it, go. It, it, yeah. 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 For so, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Okay. So the last question is more, I guess it isn't the tie the bow, but kind of the ending of, okay, so now that you've come to this and I think this is perfect, the perfect question for you because you are 31 and able to say I'm unapologetically myself, unapologetically Lindsay. So what would you say to yourself five years ago, six years ago, 10 years ago that or someone else that is in a place where they aren't able to say, you know what, I, I'm not unapologetically me. Yeah. Like, what would be some advice you would give to them? Some kind of, like, tangible <clears throat> takeaway. Yeah. I would say the first thing that comes to mind is, like, you don't have to be so afraid. Mm. Like, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. 
um, that not everything that you've given such meaning and attachment to is really going to hold as much weight Mm -hmm. as you, as you place on it. Mm -hmm. Not every anchor has to weigh you down as much as you let it. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, I would tell that Lindsay to have gone to church a lot earlier in life Mm -hmm. to really put her hope in those things um and put her hope in her and her truth into into god and what the bible says truth is so long ago because especially beginning to walk the walk um the walk of life not the walk of like the christian life i thought that what it meant to be accepted in the world meant to be sexy like the way that you dress and plastic surgery and false eyelashes and long blonde hair. And, and I'm not saying those things aren't okay. I'm just telling you in my own personal, like those are the things I, those are the things I, I, I tried to grab, mm-hmm. grasp, not doing the internal work. And because it took me a while to get to the place where I realized the internal work was the work that needed to be done Mm -hmm. and whatever physical stuff that did make you feel better get long hair do your my hair's long and blonde right now Mm -hmm. you know but it's like even when i quote unquote made it with my physical appearance i was so broken and lost in my soul Mm -hmm. so i would tell Lindsay back then it's okay whatever you want your physical appearance to be you can do that one day but you got to work on yourself Mm -hmm. and it's okay and give yourself grace and give Mm -hmm. yourself time Mm -hmm. and also it's okay to cry Mm. because I didn't let myself cry. Mm-hmm. I got depressed, but I didn't let myself cry. I remember taking Benadryl at like when I got home from college at 3 p.m. or something so I could just numb and go to sleep mm-hmm. instead of because I didn't want to cry. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to go to sleep. Yeah. So that's what I would say. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So. So you were unapologetically... So I'm unapologetically Lindsay. And I love it. And I wouldn't want anybody else. No. Thank you. As Lindsay and as my roommate. Thanks, girl. Same goes to you. All right. This is both of us checking off. Checking out. Chicken out. What What? What are the words I'm looking for? Chicken. Chicken out? Chicken out. No, what is it? It's like... Signing off. Signing off. That's what it is. And um, I'll be here next week. Lindsay won't be unless... She makes an I mean, appearance. I'll be literally, like... She'll probably be, like, in her room, or she can make an appearance, as in, like, the last chit-chat, you walked through the door and I had to pause it really fast. <laughs> like, those kind of appearances, but... All right. Thanks, Lynn, for joining us. Thank you. And have a great week.